fear is so great about being out and being seen, I, I will need to just do that. Uh, so I started looking online into uh, services for a makeover. And, uh, and I'd had a makeover like 30 years before that, but totally in a private setting. It was in somebody's home where you would be assured of, you know, of, uh, you know, of confidentiality. What I found that was really intriguing to me was the opportunity to do this in a public uh, retail setting, you know, with somebody in the community who, you know, who serves the, the trans community for, you know, makeovers, clothes and all that wigs. But it's not just for trans people. It's a shop that caters to women across the board. And particularly they have a big business for, uh, you know, chemo patients, women who've lost hair and need wigs or hair pieces. So I knew if I went there, I'll be having this makeover in a public uh, retail setting with other customers coming and going. And I was really intrigued by that because uh, I called the shop right away. And already I was doing something that I never would do, which is looking up something like that and immediately picking up the phone. You're not spending uh, like a couple days thinking about it. What are we going to say? Should I do this or not? I had the impulse to call immediately without even knowing what I was going to say. And uh, the owner of the shop is, uh, is Rory. She's like a, a fixture in the trans community here in Chicago. It seems like every trans person's path has passed nearby Rory. I mean, she's revered here in Chicago. But I didn't know anything about her or CGS or any of the organizations. I was coming in completely in the dark about this and I just found her on the internet. I called up, uh, Rory answered and we were talking on the phone and uh, she was so reassuring. Uh, but the nature of the service is I would come there in male mode. I, I had the option of either bringing my own clothes or shopping for clothes there, having the makeover and then leaving the shop as a woman. So. I thought, well, that is really scary. Uh, and I'll be out there like 18 miles from home and, you know, have never been out of the house, you know, presenting that way. But I was so intrigued by the idea of being in that setting uh, and in public, but, you know, just terrified at the same time. So I made an appointment to come in. I, I made sure with Rory that if I, chickened out and couldn't leave that way. They had facilities where I could change back if I had to. And she promised, you know, yes, that is possible, but you're not going to want to once you see yourself. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so I went ahead. I, uh, the night before the appointment, I literally did not get one minute of sleep. And I mean that literally. I was so terrified about being there. I mean, knowing that the uh, people at the shop, you know, the uh, her staff who would be completely supportive, but I was more worried about myself and my own reaction. I'm thinking, huh, I'm gonna freeze up or what if I have a heart attack? Uh, you know, am I possibly going to enjoy this at all? You know, and I was practically sick with, with that fear, but I had no thought of canceling it because I knew that if I don't do this, I'm just gonna to have to reschedule and I'll have to go through all this over again because I knew I had to do it. Uh, so I went in and uh, first I walk in and Rory and her uh, associate who was going to do the makeover standing right there near the door 
welcoming me in and they've got these beaming smiles when I first walk in. It was the most welcoming atmosphere and they did, and I was immediately at ease somehow in their presence. You know, they made me very comfortable. Uh, we're going through the process of the makeover and customers are coming in and out. People are glancing over uh, and there's no reaction. I and mean, people are looking at what's happening just like you would if you're in a store and seeing somebody having a makeover. So I'm taking all this in and I'm very sensitive to any reaction that anybody has, but you know, it was none of the, uh, the things I was worried about. But what really hit me though, is when the makeover was done and I was fully done up, then I just found that something in me just opened up and I'm doing things I never would ordinarily do in my mail mode, which is you know, interacting freely with the customers and the staff. Yeah, I was just opening up and you know, getting into casual conversations and really connecting with people. So I wasn't leaving right away, but I was staying there shopping around and talking to people. And, and I had no sleep at all, but I was completely energized by all this. So I knew, I knew immediately while I was there that this is completely different than what I thought. This wasn't a case of you know, facing my fear and overcoming it. It was really discovering that something much bigger, something profound was happening that I had no idea about. And everything since then has kind of confirmed it, which is by getting out and having these experiences, I realized what was missing all along was this connection to the world. So all those years at home, it was me seeing myself and the uh, kind of limited fleeting gratification of seeing myself in that image. But now uh, seeing myself in connection to the world around me and the connection to people and the interaction in that persona made me realize that that's really what was missing. And, and that's when I knew I was trans because it was clear to me that this is something with my identity and how I'm needing to connect to the world around me. It became an essential part of myself very quickly that uh, this is how I need to connect you know, to, uh, you know, to my community and to my world. And not just the, the segregated trans community, but you know, to the, the world around me, to you know, the mainstream and being out, you know, just doing casual things on my own too. So it was the kind of awakening that I could only have by having the experience. There was nothing that I could analyze or read about before that that would prepare me for that. I had to have the experience to be confronted with that. I love that. You know, as a photographer, I would see at, at Keystone and conferences when I would photograph somebody who was at a conference and out for the first time, who would come in so nervous for their first photo shoot. And then I would be able to watch them kind of, you know, blossom over the days to the point where like in two or three days at a conference, they're the bell of the ball. Um, there is nothing like the experience of not just being dressed, but being, being out. Uh, I feel like if you're concerned, like I, I can see you being all in your head in your house and just so consumed with you because there's literally no other stimuli for you. But then you go out into the world where you're not even just out in the world, you're in a salon, which anybody, you know, if you ever walked into like a woman's salon, it's just a buzz with so much happening. 
you've got hair dryers and stylists and customers coming in and out and, you know, people walking by, um, that energy is, it's something, it's something special that you're right. Like you can't describe what that's like until you're in it. Um, so I love, you know, it's like you and I have talked about, there are so many people and we've had them on the show say that they never believed they were trans until they had their first makeover and then they saw her in the mirror. But for you, you were already doing your makeup beautifully. I mean, you said your wife was like, why are you getting your makeup done? You know how to do your makeup, it's beautiful. It wasn't about being made up, it was about the experience of having it done in public. Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.